Today's episode of the Realist Podcast on Total Sports Live is brought to you by Total Sports Live. Check out all of the new columns that are up on the site this week, including a piece by our editor, Giovanni Alford, about Philadelphia Eagles running back LeGarrette Blunt and how everybody needs to chill on how he's had such a subpar preseason. Uh, you can subscribe to the site. Tiva, do you subscribe to the site? Of course. Well, yeah, why would you not? Um, also, if you have uh, some loose change, why don't you donate to our patron site? Uh, link it on the podcast page. You can give $1 or $3 or give more to support this fine institution of journalistic fantasticness. I know that's not really a word, Tiva, but that's just what I'm going with. Would, would you would you sacrifice a cup of Starbucks coffee for all this fine journalism work? Absolutely, I'd, I'd sacrifice two cups of fine. Well, not fine, but you know, Starbucks coffee. <laughs> Listen, folks, it's a dollar a month. It doesn't mean anything to you, but for these guys, it would mean a lot. So let's just make it happen, yeah. Exactly. That lovely voice is my brother, Atiba Royster, so it's got to be that time of the year. It's the annual Royster Brothers NFL preview, and we're going to get into that right now, but first, a little mob deep. I got you stuck off the realness. As I stated, it's the annual Royster Brothers Podcast 2017 NFL Preview. Uh, Teeb is on the line. What's up, Teebs? Not much. Uh, fourth preseason game is over and done with, so everything is pretty much finalized. So, uh, yeah, regular season. You ready to do this? Uh, as ready as I'm going to be. I don't know. I just, this season feels like it's going to be weird. It's going to be a weird one, so... Are, are you are you properly stocked up with uh, all kinds of you know liquor and all that stuff? Yeah, yes, I am. I have emergency plane tickets to Bora Bora. Nice. Case, uh, I get in deep with Vinny, and uh, and uh, yeah, I think I'm ready to go here. But, all right. Uh, I'm just saying, hold on to your socks. Anything could happen this season. All right. Any, well, well, not anything could happen. I mean. The Jaguars aren't going to have a good quarterback. That's not going to happen. So let's kick this thing off. Let's start in the NFC, shall we? Let's start in the NFC, yeah. All right. Uh, NFC East. Ezekiel Elliott's suspension, the appeal for that suspension, it ended yesterday. Still don't know if he's going to get six games or less than six games. But does it really matter? Like, are the, are the Cowboys still going to win this thing even if Zeke is out for six games? going to be hard, I think, because uh, the Cowboys are so built around doing that running game. Do, uh, do we know that Dak Prescott can really be the guy? Um, do we know that that Jason Garrett is a good coach? I mean, there's just a lot of question marks in Dallas right now. And, um, you know, I don't know. I just, there's just a lot. I, is Dak Prescott... I mean, traditionally, quarterbacks struggle a little bit in their second year, and without Ezekiel Elliott, that's not making his life any easier. So, I don't know. I do not think Dallas is going to be uh, 
they're definitely not going to be what they were last year. And I don't know. I don't. I don't think they are going to get more than eight or nine games. So what you're saying is you're not completely confident in the skills of one Darren McFadden for six games. We've seen we've seen what McFadden can do. We've seen what uh, their other running. Wait, who's the other running back down there? I, I think it's still Alfred Morris. I thought it was Morris. Yeah, I mean we've seen what those guys can do. Like, I mean they're they're the two of them together is a good running back, but um, having just a good running back on this offense. Is going to be good enough to get you there eight or nine, and uh, that's where they're going to be. With all that, it just means that Dak Prescott's going to have to chuck the ball like fifty times a game. I was going to say we don't know if that's who that guy is. I mean, we it may turn out that you know if he starts throwing the ball more and he turns into the next incarnation of Drew Brees, and I'll be eating my hat. But I don't think there's going to be any hat eating going on. Who does that leave the door open to? I think that leaves the door open to the whole rest of the division. There's a lot of question marks in this division, and let's start right with the team that everyone thinks is going to be the heirs of Karen, the New York Giants. Now, here's the thing about me that you might not know. I don't like Eli Manning. (laughs) I don't like quarterbacks that throw a lot of interceptions, and I especially don't like 35-year-old quarterbacks with a history of throwing a lot of interceptions. And I especially don't like basing your offense around 35-year-old quarterback with a track record of throwing a lot of interceptions. So perhaps you might be able to suss out the reason here why I might be a little bit down on the New York Giants this season. Because of the Giants' lack of a running attack? I mean, that's just... That's just... Listen, there's a New York... I have, I have, I'm a very firm believer in teams who have forged identities in the past using those same identities to, to kind of make what they are now. Like Pittsburgh in the 70s, they were a big team that was heavy on defense and airing it out. And when the Steelers win, they're a team that's good at playing defense and airing it out. The Raiders, when they're good, they just put points on the board. When they put points on the board, they, they're they good. The New York Giants run the football. <laughs> That's what they do. They grind you down. Okay? They're not a hot... It's, I'm, this does not make sense. It's not scientific. I don't have any analytics for this. I don't have anything. I just have my eyeballs and my 30 years of football watching experience. I'm telling you. Football Giants are a running team. It's the same way you have basketball schools and football schools. You have running teams and passing teams. The Giants are a running team. And this passing identity that they're trying to forge with this defense doesn't make sense. Okay? It makes sense to have a defense that's going to be suffocating if you're going to stay on the field on offense a long time so you can just grind clock. That's not what this offense does. So the defense is going to be out there too much, going to overextend the defense. Um, Eli's definitely going to be good to give the other team the football a couple of times. I just don't, I'm just, I'm just down on them. I'm down on them. I, I, I guess he's down on the Giants, you guys. I'm just, I'm just uh, from my brilliant powers of deduction, I don't know if a team believes in the Giants at all. I'm, I'm just not, yes, I know they have Beckham. I know they have 
Well, they signed Brandon Marshall in the offseason. Yeah, they have Marshall. His name just flew right out of my head. <laughs> I don't, I'm just not, it's Eli. You're depending too much on Eli. I think that's a bad thing. The D.C. Grudens, a.k.a. the Washington professional football team. How, how much is Kirk Cousins making this year? I'm not sure. I know it's a giant. Uh, oh, he's making $25 million this year. Just the $25 million. No, just the $25 million. Just the $25 <laughs> um, To go along with my, you know, teams that win, win the same way strategy, actually, the Redskins are a weird case. The Washington want, professional football team. Sorry, the Washington professional football team is a, is a weird case because they won running with Riggins back in the early 80s, and then they won passing with Rippin and the triplets and the ladies. So they could actually go either way. But this team, I think, is probably a more balanced version of the team that we saw last year. Um, I, if they can just, I think if they can just get some consistent play out of Cousins, I think they can be all right. Like, I don't think... And I know he's not a model of consistency, but I think if he can just be a little bit more consistent, they could probably get to 10 or 11. Because they have, they have defensive pieces, they have nice offensive pieces, um, like the coach. Do uh, you really? Yeah, you know. Aside from my friend Carl, you're the only person that believes in Jay Gruden. I like Jay Gruden, you know. it's <sighs> The brothers, the little brothers have a, have a good track record in professional football. John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. All right, okay. Oh, late folks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I just have one question for you. Okay. And I will say, and I'm going to put this question to you because I know you cannot ask this question yourself. I'm going to put this out there first. Just know that uh, I am from Philadelphia but I have no allegiance to the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, Christ, we're doing this now. I don't hate them. I don't hate them. I just don't care. <laughs> I play the Saints. I'm rooting for the Saints all day. Um, <laughs> that said, what about the Eagles, though? Okay. There are things that I definitely like about the Eagles. I definitely like year two of Carson Wentz. I think he might have a little bit of a regression because the stable of running backs isn't that impressive. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt is good to get you hard like two, three yards, but he's not the kind of guy that's going to run for like 1,100 yards in a season or anything. He'll keep the offense balanced, but... Carson is the one that's stirring the drink here. So we got him some new toys. Alshon Jeffrey's good. Torrey Smith is good. Nelson Aguilar has had a solid preseason. The defense looks really good, except for the fact that I still have no idea who's going to be the starting corners. I, I, you don't need corners. I, I guess you don't need corners don't when the corners. Eagles when the Eagles front seven is as good as it is. I don't think it really needs corners. And then we have your old friend Malcolm Jenkins in the... Or yeah, why don't you just find another D-back from the Saints to go get? Jesus. Because Malcolm Jenkins is the only one that has worked out since he left the New Orleans Saints. Like, I'm not really confident. Like, I feel like that was an aberration. That wasn't, like, the rule. Well, you've got Patrick Robinson this year. So, you know, good luck with that. Oh, Lord. 
Yeah, tell tell me, give me a one word description watching Patrick Robinson as much as you did last year. Actually, he didn't play much. He wasn't in the lineup for us much last year. Um, Patrick Robinson, I just I feel like we probably had him. In, we were probably playing him. That's a bigger issue about all the defensive things that are going wrong in New Orleans. But like, <laughs> I think he was in the wrong system. I think we we were expecting him to be a shutdown guy when I think he's probably like a cover two or a cover three corner or so. All right, so who who wins the East? Let's just let's just lock this down. Like I got I got my paper and pencil out. We're locking this in right now. Dude, I hate this. I hate this. There's okay, not Dallas. I hate it too. I hate the Giants, but they're gonna get to nine, and nine might do it. Um, if you, you know what, if you, you know s- what, F this, F this. I hate, I hate Eli Washington, Washington. I was gonna say, if you really pick the Eagles here, I'm honestly gonna fly to San Diego and smack the hell out of you. Um, Washington, indigenous person. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Giants just for just because they have the most consistency. I feel like the Giants have the least amount of questions. I don't know. It just feels like with Odell and with okay, Odell is a head case. Well, we Tom know that. Super duper head case. Marshall is a head case. I just don't. There's just oh, there's just too many parts that can go wrong. I mean, Jason Pierre Paul only has nine fingers. Oh, Jesus! I don't know how that factors in, but there's just a, a ton of weird stuff like that on this team, and I don't like it. I don't like. It. I don't like. It. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's head to the north. I, I feel like we're not going to spend too much time in the NFC North. No, no, we're not. Is is there any is there any series of events that could go down where the Packers won't win the NFC North? I mean, um, Aaron Rodgers could get sucked into another dimension. <laughs> that Rick, could Rick and Morty style. Rick and Morty style. Um, <laughs> That's about the only thing I see that could make it not happen. We're not buying Detroit and giving Matt Stafford like infinity million dollars or something. You have that's that's the price of of an of a professional NFL quarterback. Yeah, but just what you have to pay for that guy. We we've seen this happen before. We saw what happened when the 49ers shelled out all that money for Kaepernick. We saw what happened to Baltimore when they shelled out all that money for. Joe Flacco, like, do these okay, teams just will, not get it? I will admit the Kaepernick deal was a little rushed, and it was, and I think he was a product of Jim Harbaugh and, and a system that was really tailored for what he does. Um, I think the Flacco contract made sense. He, remember when they signed that contract, he was. He either just won or was a year removed from winning the Super Bowl. No, it was the like, off season he won the Super Bowl. Okay, then, like, yeah, you pay that guy. If you, I'm sorry, if you win the title, you get paid. You pay that guy. Minnesota, I like no, that. Wait, wait, wait! Before we move off of Green Bay, okay. Before we move off of Green Bay, here's the situation: the NFC North is playing the AFC North. There's two cream puffs in that division. And they're playing the NFC South. It's a tough division. But 
Green Bay is getting six wins off the bat just for playing in that shitty division. If this team does not get to 12, at least 12. Here it comes. Fire Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I do not understand why this guy keeps getting a pass. This guy. Leave Mike McCarthy alone. Jesus. There's nothing wrong with Mike McCarthy. Nothing at all. You've been calling for Mike McCarthy's job for the better part of maybe five years now. The, all, the man is a Super Bowl has, winning head coach. Nothing to do with McCarthy being Saints offensive coordinator in the Haslett era. Nothing to do with that. I feel like it does a little bit, though. No, you're not. It has to do with him being, him being gifted, like, probably the most talented, if not the, like, one of the top five most talented quarterbacks ever and only getting to one Super Bowl when he played in a division, when that division, the division that he played in, you can make everything that I'm saying, you can make the exact same case about Drew Brees and Sean Payton. But the NFC North was traditionally way worse than the NFC South was during the same 10-year period. Let's break this down a little bit. Mike McCarthy has a head coach. He's been with Green Bay since 2006. His overall record is 114-61. and 61. I'm, I'm sorry, 114-61-1. and one. There's a tie in there. Uh, he's also 10-8 and eight in the playoffs. I get well, what you... You know what I'm saying. You know what... Okay. You know how it goes with the Packers. The Packers always come out and then they stumble and then it's like, what, what's happening? What's wrong with the Packers? And then they have to like turn it on late in the season and run out of gas in the playoffs because they had to like move mountains just to get in the playoffs. Like, why are they doing that? They are clearly the superior team in the North. The Patriots do not struggle like that. Teams and organizations with good coaches do not struggle like that. I'm, I'm sorry, just one question. If Belichick was the coach of the Patriots and not the... And I know this is a little bit of a crappy question, but if Belichick was coach of the Packers and not the Patriots, do you think they would have only won one Super Bowl in 10 years? With that quarterback and those weapons and then that... Well, you also have to consider this. Like, the AFC has been pretty... The AFC would, has been pretty weak in the Belichick era a little okay, bit. Right. The AFC is the Eastern Conference of, of the NFL. Yes. Um, so, he, can you name the four teams that Mike McCarthy has lost to in the playoffs? Because there's only four. He's been knocked out. He's been knocked out of the playoffs... Um, Seahawks. So that's one. Giants, that's two. The Falcons. That's three. The 49ers. That's the four. Yeah. And all four of those teams in the Mike McCarthy era were consistently good. I don't know about the Falcons 49ers. Uh, the 40, they lost to the 49ers in 2012 and 2013. That's when, that's the height of the Kaepernick those, era. Yeah, that's the two years the 49ers were good. Exactly. So that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot to that's a lot to deal okay. with. Okay. I absolutely, I absolutely will not. Here's what I will not forgive Mike McCarthy for: going 15 and one in 2011 and losing to the Giants at home. Okay. Well, I'm convinced Satan owns a lot of souls from that particular Giants team. <laughs> that's all I can say about it. Like I don't have any proof, but. Uh, 
I'm sure that there are, uh, there's a lot of contract signing blood having to do with that 2007 Giants team. <laughs> um, okay, this question. How many times has the NFC North been represented in the Super Bowl since 2006? Wasn't Chicago in there once? I think it's just Chicago and Green Bay once. How many times have the, has the NFC South been represented in the Super Bowl since 2006? Uh, Carolina was in there, Atlanta was in there, New Orleans was in there. That's right. All right okay, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just, I, I accept your point. But I'm just I'm just not a fan of firing Mark, Mike McCarthy unless he goes like only he has to go like three and thirteen with Aaron Rodgers starting all sixteen games. That's fine. I mean that is fine. <laughs> uh, I feel like we talked about Mike McCarthy enough. Minnesota. Um, I feel like we can talk about the other teams in this division without taking up a lot of time. Minnesota, no offense, can't throw the ball more than three yards. What's the next team? Uh, Chicago. Chicago? Who the hell knows <laughs> what is going to happen? Who knows? <laughs> we can both just pencil in the Packers then, right? Uh, the only real threat is the Lions, and their coach may not have... Their coach might actually get killed by Rick Grimes on the sideline <laughs> during a game. Yes, that is totally going to happen, and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. The South seems a little competitive. I feel like we're going to spend mucho time on that, so let's move to the West real quick, because this, this will be quick. Is this division Seattle's to lose? Um, I do not know that it's owned that There's so many question marks to everything happening in the West. Seattle is good, but their offensive line is like... Um, made out of glue and string right now and that does not make me feel really confident about their their potential future Arizona is always just one injury away but if they keep it together they could make it to 10 or 11 um, could the Rams be fun at all I think it'll be fun watching the Rams destroy that Seattle offensive line <laughs> <laughs> that be fun I think it'll be fun watching uh, Russell Wilson on his ass. Just side so note, I have a lot. I have a lot of, of of bad feelings about the Seahawks. That's just because of some recent history. Not that I want to see any real, actual harm come to to Russell Wilson. But if he gets knocked around a little bit, you know, it's not. It's not. A, that's not the worst thing. Yeah. That, that's not a cool thing to say. That man has a wife and children. Come on. Does he have children? He doesn't have children. Stop it. He does. does he he's got children? he's got two children with Sierra, mm-hmm. I think. Yes. Yes, no, I'm man. Saying, I'm not saying hurt the guy. I'm not saying let the guy get hurt. I'm just saying, you know, rough him up a little bit. <laughs> Don't hurt it. Just, 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 all right, just hurt him a little. <laughs> San Francisco. Any fun there? Or is it just... <laughs> Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun watching a team learn how to learn the game of football. 
while you're watching at home so you can see if you can execute plays better than they just did. So I'm going to ask you this question. I want you to give your honest answer. Always. You are a New Orleans Saints fan. Yes. The New Orleans Saints were formerly part of the NFC West. Yes. How much are you enjoying the free fall of the San Francisco 49ers? Tiva might be a little salty. He might have high sodium levels right now. So, are we just picking Seattle? Are we giving any thought to Arizona in this division whatsoever? How much faith I have in in Russell Wilson and whoever the hell the running back is there, and none. So I'm gonna go with Arizona. So Seattle has Thomas Rawls. Um, from all reports, medium-sized Eddie Lacy. He's not fat Eddie Lacy anymore. He's always fat Eddie Lacy. <laughs> so that's the running back stable. It'll be it'll be a running back by hot hand kind of deal. Right. So yeah. But the problem is, yeah, that's fine. You can have whatever back you want. The problem is, they're running behind an offensive line that is. Listen, I'm not saying that the offensive line of the Seattle Seahawks is made out of straw, but they were built by the first little pig. (laughs) All that said, are we just going with Seattle? I'm going with Arizona. You're going with Arizona? I'm going with Arizona. In this NFC meal, we've already had the vegetables, we had the potatoes, we had some nice side... Some other side dish. Now let's get to the meat. NFC South. Alright, now... How fun is this division going to be this year? There's a word that I'm going to use, which is going to describe every single NFC South on NFC South game. And then there's a word that was popularized by popularized by the immortal Jim Ross of WWE fame. Every single game... Will be a slobber knocker. Yes. Every single one. Because every one of these teams has the potential to be really good. Every one of these teams has the potential to be really bad. I think they'll probably be more good than bad. But let's go down the list. Let's start in. We might as well start with the NFC champions. Let's start with the Atlanta Falcons. I'm sorry, I have to listen. <laughs> I have to use the correct New Orleans Saint fan terms for each of these teams. Okay? Oh, God. I have to do it. Now, if you're talking about the foul clowns, <laughs> what, you need to know is, what you need to know is, yes, they, they put up a statistically amazing season last year. That coordinator is gone, and... Who knows if they'll be able? It's going to be it's, it's going to be next to impossible for the rough big kind of performance that they had last year. Plus, also, just in case you forgot, just in case you might, this might have slipped your memory, they blew a twenty-five point lead. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. This is not common knowledge, <coughs> but that did happen. So. 
I was this is a, here's a true story. Here's the actual thing that happened yesterday. I was watching on YouTube a list of the ten greatest losses or the ten greatest comebacks in NFL history. Okay. Right? Um. There's no way that last year's Super Bowl is not number one now. <laughs> There's no way. The old number one was wide right. Yeah. Um, I feel like wide right hurts, but it doesn't hurt as much as winning the Super Bowl <laughs> and then losing it <laughs> in the same game. <laughs> I have not seen anyone in any in any sport at any level recover from from just an emotional dick part of that magnitude. <laughs> I'm not saying that the Falcons are going to be terrible. I'm just saying that, that that has to be on your mind. What I'm saying is, if you are an Atlanta, an Atlanta Falcons, how many points do you need to score to feel secure? <laughs> like a lot. A lot. Probably like, like 40. If it's 40 to 3, are you, did you say, all right, I'm, I'm going to exhale now. We probably got this thing in the back. No, you're not. 40 to 3 is not enough. Like, okay, the Oilers lost that biggest comeback in history. Like, they were down, like, the Frank Wright game. They were they then, were down by, like, 30-something. They were down by, like, 30-something. They lost that game. And then the team had to move. <laughs> the team just left. We can't do we can't do Houston anymore. Listen, I know how this is gonna sound because, good lord, you hate this team almost as much as you hated San Francisco back in the day. But damn, Carolina looks good. Now, if you're gonna talk about the Carolina Pampers, <laughs> what you need to talk about is whether Cam Newton is back to being one hundred percent. Here's what I believe. I think that 80 to 90% of Cam Newton is all they're going to need this year because Kelvin Benjamin is back and healthy. Devin Funches, I believe, is going to make that next step. They also have Greg Olson back as tight end. They also drafted Christian McCaffrey, who is the dynamic player that the Panthers offense has needed for at least three seasons now. The only thing I worry about with Carolina is... Can Luke Keekley not get concussed this season? I don't think it's possible. I think playing middle linebacker the way he does, it's just bound to happen. And when it happens, you got to go. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you have to go, but, like, if I'm Luke Keekley, like, I, I'm not going to put my life on the line. I'm not going to do it. Because he's he has had uh, what is it three concussions in three years now? He's had three in three years. That is not good. Lord, I just like the pieces with the Carolina's offense and defense. I think both sides are dynamic now, and I think that's going to help. The only problem, my only problem with them on defense is they might be a little old on the outside at corner. It doesn't really matter who plays corner for Carolina because their front seven is still so good. That's true. Um, Julius Peppers is back. Do you think that is going to do anything for uh, as far as you know 
he'll be he'll be a pass rush specialist. He'll he'll give me an excuse to wear my Peppers jersey on Sundays again. I've I've always I've I've admitted this constantly. This is, I have nothing to hide. I got back on the right team though when I moved back here. All right. Are we talking? What team is that? Uh, Tampa Bay, because you know they're they're getting they're they're getting the same sleeper buzz that they've gotten for the last what three years now. For the last three goddamn years, <laughs> do something, Tampa Bay. Just do something. Just do something. Okay. <sighs> What's the next logical step for the for this team? Like making the playoffs? Being consistent and getting in the playoffs. So for so that's what I need to see. So what you're saying is playoffs are failure. If I think if they don't make the playoffs this year, then yes, it's a failure and you have to think about what is happening down there. Because otherwise it's just the same old sucking niggers. <laughs> Do you like Jameis Winston? <clears throat> Actually, 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 let me rephrase that question. You're a Saints fan. You have to play the Suckaneers to get a playoff berth. Are you afraid of a Jameis Winston performance? He could have. He could bust out and have a great performance at any time. He could also bust out and throw us the ball four times. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. It depends on which Winston shows up. If it's the one who wants to give us the ball, I love that guy. If it's the one who wants to throw bombs and just keep it getting into the end zone, then F that guy. The Suckaneers the added Deshaun Jackson. Um, are, are you more or less afraid now? Giants? No. And then I'm not afraid. <laughs> I mean, Deshaun Jackson still—he's still got one thing you can't teach: speed. He's still one of—he's still going to be one of the fastest dudes on the field. They've had fast guys. They've had slow guys. They've had medium speed guys. They've <laughs> had all kind of guys in Tampa Bay. Okay, all kind of guys during during Winston's tenure. And they still haven't managed to generate any kind of consistency. That's all I'm saying. Now, if, we, if you're talking about consistency, then you're talking about my beloved Saints. Here we go. Nice <laughs> you plug. Know, you always know top five offense, bottom two defense. That's just the team. But here's why I'm hopeful. <laughs> Well, I like the fact that Rex that uh, Rob Ryan is no longer on the sideline. That immediately improves your defense. See, I don't look. Rob Ryan actually was good and managed to get some good stuff out of the defense. Stop it! You're drinking the Ryan Kool Aid. Stop it! You don't have to drink it anymore. You don't have to drink that Kool-Aid anymore. It's not being force-fed to you, so it's fine. You can stop now. You can put down the glass. That brings up an interesting question. Will the NFC South <clears throat> produce three playoff teams? I believe it will. I believe it will. Who's going to be the team left out then? I think Atlanta probably misses the playoffs. I would agree with that. Because the Super Bowl loser does not have a great track record anyway. 
and then with this with this uh with this epic dick punch as you as you put it it's actually not a cat. It's really bad. It's really bad. I, I have a feeling you're going to enjoy this Falcon season more than anybody. No, I don't enjoy suffering, alright? I was a Saints fan. I know a lot about suffering. <laughs> and I know that the Falcon fans suffered at least as long as I had. But, um, it's going to be rough. It's not going to be fun. Alright, who wins the South? We doing this now? Yes, we've done it for every Rob? division. Oh, who wins the South? Probably the Panthers. You don't you don't like the Saints that much. Not that much, no. I mean, listen. Saints could win this division. Buccaneers could win this division. Could the they? Could win this division. They could. I'm not I'm not ready to make that leap. Okay, if everything breaks right for the Buccaneers, they could get to 11. That could happen. Okay, alright. NFC South plays AFC South and NFC North. There's a lot of wins up there. <laughs> There's a lot of wins to go around. There's a lot that's of wins. Think, that's why I think there's three teams coming out of this division. They're playing two pretty weak divisions. I feel like we cheated everybody. We started with the main event, but now we're going to the undercard that is the AFC. It really is. So I, I feel like we're not going to spend too much time in the AFC. Um, the the East. I mean, Patriots. Is is it still the Patriots? Julian Edelman. Edelman's out. Who is it? Are you asking that question, or are you asking that question in like the Stephen A. Smith? Let me be provocative, kind of way. <laughs> I'm just saying, Julian Edelman is. He means a lot to that team. And I don't know if just I don't know if Brandon Cooks is gonna be going over the middle like Edelman was. Okay, okay. I'm gonna say one thing that's that's probably gonna sh- it's just gonna take care of any concerns that you might have about the New England Patriots. Oh Lord. Okay? Are you ready for this? Yeah. They went to eleven wins when their starting quarterback was Matt Castle. <laughs> okay? You need more? Okay. They started Jacob they started a human named Jacoby Brissett. Oh my god, I forgot about him. that. And they put and and they shut out the Houston Texans. I forgot about that game too. The Houston Texans had a donut in that game. Okay. And you're saying you're saying Edelman's gonna be a problem. I'm not saying that the Patriots are not gonna win the division. I'm writing them in right now on my board as we speak. And I'm also doing the same for you because I don't think you're going against New England either. Absolutely not. What I will say is I have a team in mind that could make it frisky. Okay, let's see what it is. It's not the Dolphins. Even though there's a lot of talk about Jay Cutler and Adam Gase reuniting, it's not the damn Dolphins. Forget the Dolphins. For, just forget it. The Jets, they're, they're, they're trash fire. I'm starting to talk myself into 10 wins for Buffalo. Are you, okay, you, you know that Buffalo is actively trying to tank, right? <laughs> Are they, though? I don't know. Tyrod Taylor is a professional quarterback. That is a professional <laughs> NFL quarterback. Still a little tanky. LaShawn McCoy is a professional National Football League running back. Jordan Matthews is a 
receiver. He can catch footballs. I, th- I think they got. I think they got some pieces, and I think they could. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Buffalo is going to be that bad. I actually liked some of the pieces that they put together. So, I'm. I'm kind of in on Buffalo a little bit. A little bit. Not like twelve, thirteen games. Like nine, maybe ten wins. Maybe they're. Maybe they're frisky for a playoff berth. Buffalo already gave up Sammy Watkins. Who else did they give up? They gave up. Their their second best cornerback, who I who I'm not sure I'm not sure if he's any good to be honest. They gave up their second best cornerback. They're gonna give up a bunch of OJ memorabilia. Oh man, must you with that every year with the OJ? They're giving up the Scott Norwood cleat. They're selling. Listen, just look at if they have anything of value it won't be there by November. Listen, just look up this kid Zay Jones. He's the wide receiver that they got in the second round from East Carolina. Dude put up numbers, okay? Okay. At East Carolina. At football powerhouse East Carolina. What do you have against East Carolina? East Carolina's East Carolina was in the American. That is a real conference. That is a real conference, and I will not have you bashing the conference where your beloved Temple Owls play. I will not stand for that. So, what do we say about the Dolphins? Um, is there any chance that the Dolphins wind up being kind of good? Not with Jay Cutler's quarterback. With maybe nine or ten wins. They've got so much other stuff. So much all this stuff. If Gates can just keep Cutler from shitting the bed, <laughs> can't they get the ten? You're you're basically asking Jay Cutler to suspend his persona of smoking Jay. That's not gonna happen. He's gonna be smoking Jay, and he's gonna throw somewhere between eighteen and twenty-two interceptions. Bye bye. What a great place for smoking Jay to land. I mean, <laughs> just think about all the access to those those giant, you know, Cuban cigars. <laughs> great. He's going to be in there. Yeah. You're going to see him on the sideline with a giant stogie, like Vince Lombardi or somebody. I'm, act- I'm actually looking forward to that now. Um, you know who has nothing to look forward to, or virtually nothing to look forward to? The New so York Jets fans. Okay, all right. Okay. My, I have a good friend, and his name is, is Jim Roman. <laughs> Jim has recently given birth to a baby boy. Um, so congrats to Jim Roman. Congrats, will, baby Roman. I will just, I will just implore you, just please do not subject that child to a lifetime of jet fandom. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Let him be an Eagles fan. That's marginally better. Uh, is it, though? <laughs> it's marginally better. Okay. So what you're saying is that Jim Roman's son won't have anything to look forward to if he's a Jets fan for at least a decade. Maybe longer. Ooh, wow. <laughs> All I can say is 
that your your silence is enough. That's all. That's all that needs to be said. Let's move to the north. West, because we have a big point in disagreement here in the south. In the north, we both agree that Pittsburgh is winning this division. Pittsburgh is winning the division. What we disagree on is who's coming in second, because I think it's the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm going to tell you why. Joe Flacco is a good quarterback. They added Jeremy. Talking right now. They added Jeremy Macklin. They lost Dennis Pitta to injury retirement. Whatever. They'll get another tight end off the street. Mike Wallace is a professional National Football League wide receiver. Terrell Suggs is back. Great journalist, by the way. Very good journalist, Mike Wallace. Terrell Suggs is back. So they're going to have a pass rush again. So that defense is not going to stink up the joint. I like Baltimore. I like them to sneak in as maybe a wild card as well. Okay. The pieces that you mentioned sound like a great team if it was 2012. <laughs> it is not. It is 2017. His team is old, and their quarterback has back problems. Okay. Back problems. Okay. How how many times did Tony Romo go into a season with back problems and still throw for 4,000 yards? How much winning did the Cowboys do when Tony Romo was... was trying to do that. Well, that's not that's not on Romo that he couldn't listen. Tony Romo had a life to, had a career of carrying the Cowboys on his back and it just finally gave out on him. That's why. I'm just funny. I'm just saying that won't happen in Baltimore cuz I don't think that the team is dependent on Flacco to throw for 4500 yards. Oh, Jesus, now, not the Bengals again. Listen, I'm getting I'm getting a little bit older, and as I'm getting older, I'm seeing the value of things like consistency. You know, you want to know what you're getting. You don't want a lot of surprises. Even though, you know, it might be exciting, you know what? You want to stick with the things that you know, and you know what's going to be there for you. And here's what I know about the Cincinnati Bengals. I know I'm going to get 10 or 11 wins, and I know I'm going to blow it hard in the playoffs. <laughs> and your question to me is, who do I think is going to be good in the, in the, in the uh, AFC North? It's going to be the Bengals. I know what I'm getting. <sighs> Does it matter that Burfecht is out? No, because Burfecht is always going to be out. Of course it doesn't matter. Oh, how long has Marvin Williams been the coach in Cincinnati? Like, I feel like he's been the coach in Cincinnati since, like, the 1940s. Marvin Lewis has been the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals since 2003. And he has a record of 118 and 103. He's never gotten to the championship game. Talk about a coach that should have been fired years ago. Listen, I, I said he blows it in the playoffs. But that's not what the question was. The question was, who's going to be good in the South? And the Bengals are going to get to 10 or 11 wins and get into the playoffs. This is what they do. If that's what they, if that's what they do, then can I treat you to the 85 and 59 stylings of a Mr. John Harbaugh? John Harbaugh is going to get you 10 wins. Not with that team. I don't think 
Um, Terrence West. Who is he? Batman? <laughs> Not the Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, so we have a difference of opinion. Who's coming? I also I think it's funny we have a difference of opinion and a spirited discussion about who's coming in second in the AFC North. Last thing about the North. Do Browns fans have anything to smile about? Yeah, uh, I think the Browns I think the Browns will be competitive. They're not gonna be like they're not gonna be like good, but they're not gonna be as hold your nose terrible as like the last couple of years. There's there's you you get to see you get to see like the, the formation of a young, good nucleus and a, and a team that, that could that's Potentially, it's be pretty good in the future. What's the What's the over under for the Browns this year? Uh, I think it's four. I'm not sure exactly. I'm not. I could go to. No the I, the over under for the Browns is four and a half. Oh, I'm taking the over. You're taking the. Wait a minute. Let me give Vinny on the phone. Yeah, give Vinny on the phone real quick. Vinny. Yeah, it's 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 me. Yeah, I want. Yeah. Uh, no. Listen, I need. I need to I need to put uh, I need to put three bills on the on the uh, on the Cleveland Browns over <laughs> over <laughs> right you want in on this action at DM? yeah give me uh, put me down for two bills on the Browns over all right make it five bills Vinny all right yeah yeah say hi to your mom all right <laughs> all right bye Vinny all right yeah so that's it I feel really good about that I think. Browns gonna get to at least six, maybe more. Shout out to Vinny, by the way. Shout out to Vincenzo, my uh, my bookie. Um, <laughs> I think that the Browns could easily get to six or seven in this shitty division, in this shitty conference. Speaking of speaking of crappy divisions in a crappy conference, let's move on to the AFC South. Let's move to the South. Oh. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. I I need help. I need you to talk me out of taking Tennessee to win the division. <laughs> I like, I, listen, I like Marcus Mariota. I like him. I like the fact that, I mean, granted, he was he was a little banged up last year, but everybody's a little banged up. But they do yeah, have... Everybody's a little banged up, but they managed to, to throw for more than eight completions in their last appearance. <laughs> But the Titans also have Derrick Henry and DeMarco Murray in the backfield. Rashard Matthews is back at wide receiver. Delaney Walker is still playing in the NFL, as amazing as that sounds. And the the Titans drafted a half-decent receiver, Corey Davis. They, they reached really high I don't think they did. Um, a lot of the things that you're saying the Titans had last year, they have this exact same lineup, and they could not beat the Colts. They lost to the Colts twice. The Colts are not a good football team. I mean, Andrew Luck is a professional quarterback, though. He was, but he was at like seventy percent. All right, so let me let me educate you on Corey Davis a little bit. Have I not established that I don't like the what if, the speculation, the 
Alright. Oh, you want you want consistency. Okay, here we go. Corey Davis. Starting in his sophomore year, seventy eight catches, fourteen hundred yards. Next year, eighty nine catches, fourteen hundred and thirty yards. Next year after that, ninety seven catches, fifteen hundred yards. The kid has averaged fifteen yards per comp- per reception. And he's had more than ten touchdowns three years in college. Yes, he played for Western Michigan. Yes, it's in the Mac. I get it. But talent is talent, okay? At wide receiver, no, I can't really picture any that come to mind. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you think that Fuller is enough, and if you think Mariota is a good quarterback, and if you believe in Mike Malarkey, then fine, take take the Titans to win the division. I don't believe in any of those things. I forgot Mike Malarkey's still the head coach. Can we get Marcus Mariota a half decent head coach? Is that possible? I mean, he might be quarter decent. So who are you betting on then? Like I said, I I like consistency. Oh God! You're gonna say Indianapolis, aren't you? Uh, dude, 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 don't mention the words climate and Houston, please. I just meant to say that the tragic events that have happened in Houston, having seen what happened to the Saints during the 2005-2006 season, I know that it's hard to play and go through something like that with, with all the other stuff going on on your mind. But I feel, I feel like Texans in a little bit of a different situation because the Saints could not play in New Orleans at all in uh, 2005-2006. But I think if Houston, if the team is going to be there in the city and be able to to, to be a beacon, to be something that helps, you know, even if it's for, you know, a couple of hours, lift people's spirits, I think that they have the potential to rise to that occasion, and I feel like they, they probably find their best self. The difference, the, the, the big difference in those two situations is Houston, by all, by all accounts, the Texans are not being displaced from their homes. That's what was the big part of the Saints season, being displaced, not knowing what was happening back home. Houston is going to be there helping everyone rebuild and hopefully with that spirit, with the spirit of, of pulling together and, and trying to make everyone better, they're going to find the betterness in themselves and I think it's going to propel them to have a pretty good season. The problem with that is that you're also banking on a rookie quarterback. I think it doesn't matter who plays quarterback for the Houston Texans. If last year is any indication, it really doesn't matter. 
And my and what I'm banking on is that um, Watson is better than Savage or Osweiler. I think that's a pretty good bet. The Texans do have J.J. Watt coming back on defense, so damn it, I really, I really want to take Houston, but I'm really taken aback by a rookie quarterback in that kind of a situation, both. I, I fear about the rookie coming into that kind of a situation, that kind of responsibility, especially when he has those weapons on the offensive side of the ball with Lamar Miller and DeAndre Hopkins to like light it up and make people feel good. I think that's a lot to put on the rookie's back. I mean, I'm sure he could do it, but I'm just not right. betting on it. Um, Prescott had a lot on his back last year. He managed to do it. Like, it's not out of the question that a rookie can take on big responsibilities. Okay, let's move um, on. Let's move on to a quarterback that has been in that division for a couple of years now. What is going on? With 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 the general, did did he take a demotion? Is he now like Colonel he's Andrew Luck? He's a lieutenant colonel now. Um, here's but okay. I just want you to know that I have filed in in the in the state of Indiana. I have filed paperwork to get what the Colts have done with the offensive line. I've filed to get that on the books as officially a hate crime against Andrew Luck. That is a hate crime. That is not okay. Just give, I I mean, you might as well just give the guy a gun and let him blow his brains out. Jesus! Seriously, he is the franchise. He is the franchise. He has so much potential. And to see him, maybe maybe not be able to get there because of this line that they put him behind. It's not okay. And the lack of weapons. Like, I can... uh, Frank Gore was a nice addition, but they haven't really built on anything outside of that. Like, T.Y. Hilton has been good, but how good is T.Y. Hilton going to be if Andrew Luck is on his back half the time? Is Luck still on his rookie deal, or did he sign next? No, he can't be on his rookie deal. No, he got his he got his extension. If they don't, if they didn't do something to address this line, like I would, if I was Andrew Luck, I'd be trying to get out of there. Like seriously, I don't think if 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 he has a season as bad this season as he had last year, he he may have to think about it because he might not have much of a career. Well, I, I, I feel like there might be an opening in Jacksonville. Nice segue. You're a pro with it. You've done this before. Um, can you imagine what would happen if Andrew Luck went to the Jacksonville Jaguars? With Leonard Fournette as a running back, he would praise Leonard the gods. And Alan Rock. First of all, first of all, how much... How many fruit baskets would Alan Robinson send Andrew Luck out? Like, would there just be one there every hour on the hour? No, what he would do is he would buy, like, a couple of acres near Andrew Luck's house and just have people, like, picking fruit all day long for him. Um, but they don't have Andrew Luck. They have the inimitable Blake Bortles and Chad Henney. Chad Henney is a... 
I, I not just remembered. I just remembered. Watch I yourself. Watch yourself. I, just, I will not. I will not stand for Chad Henney bashing. You know that. I'm not bashing, I'm not bashing Chad Henney. Chad Henney is a respectable backup quarterback. I just realized that before the Jaguars had Blake Bortles, their starting quarterback was Blaine Gabbert. Jesus. Oh my God. God. Oh, what are you doing to the folks in Jacksonville? You listen. So I might have to file some paperwork down in Florida to get those to get the, the to get those quarterback drafts listed as hate crimes. <laughs> the people of Jacksonville, but if they can just get below average quarterback, below average. I I would just I would, who knows what the seats could do. I'm still a little upset that they didn't at least. Think about Colin Kaepernick. I'm still a little bit upset about that. They should have. They should have. Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Would he have done better than either of these guys? I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain he would have. No, you don't have to be fairly certain. Like, you can be definitive in saying yes. Every year we hear the the whole story is about oh Blake Bortles looks good. This this might be the year, and then shitter. This has to be it. You have to do something, Jacksonville, because every, you're, you're very talented everywhere else. You have to figure this out. It is not okay. It's, it's, it's really not. It's a disservice to the good people of Jacksonville, Florida. Um, it's a disservice to Allen Robinson and Leonard Fournette and all the other Jaguar players that play their hearts out. And I'm not saying that Blake Bortles and Chad Henney and guys like that are not playing their hearts out. I'm just saying that you just don't you you don't have it. You don't have it. Let's also take into consideration the poor people that are working at those Jacksonville waffle houses. Like they're not making any money because nobody's going to these games and nobody wants. Nobody's going to a waffle house in Jacksonville getting breakfast and saying, "Hey, yeah, let's go to the Jaguars game." Nobody's doing Uh, that. If the Buccaneers are in town, they'll make some money, but uh... that's about it. Jameis loves the No, Jameis loves the crab houses. Oh, the crab houses. He loves the crab shacks. Joe's Crab Shack is the official sponsor of Jameis Winston. But really, like Jacksonville, I sure hope that you pull it together because I would love to see some of these pieces, what they can really do. One more thing, Jacksonville, seriously, on your helmet, pick a fucking color. What is happening? Uh, that is what's called gradation or something. F that noise. It's like some listen. fancy millennial term. I don't and know. You, you, and, and listen, you listen to me, University of Oregon. Cut it the fuck out, man. <laughs> Just stop it. You're the ones that, that, that keep foisting this nonsense on the American football watching public. Just stop it. Pick a uniform and go with it. <laughs> See if he gets really fired up about uniforms, you guys. You should hear some of his talk on the uh, on some of the uh, NBA unis that are coming out. Okay, sleeves on a basketball uniform. Just stop it. Stop the not. Stop the madness. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to the West, the division that you are locally the most familiar with. Yeah, talk to good people out of Oakland because I'm not doing it. Oakland's my pick in the West. I'm sorry. I'm going to talk to them out of Oakland. They're clearly the pick. I mean, unless David Carr breaks the other leg or in case 
unless God forbid something happens to Matt. Okay, um, first of all, it's Derek Carr, not David. Did I say David? You said David. I'm sorry, it's Derek Carr. Yeah, David played for Houston and he's not around anymore. Um, Derek Carr, unless something happens to Derek Carr, something happens to Khalil Mack, that could make it a little bit dicey. But otherwise, I mean, I don't see how they don't get at least to 11 and um, probably to the title game. Um, does Oakland need home field to have a shot at when at getting to the Super Bowl? I think you need every advantage you can possibly get against New England. So, yeah, yeah. Oakland, you don't want to be going to New England in frosty February for a playoff game. No. Um, Kansas City. I, I feel like that team is in flux. Like, I feel like they're changing in some way. Like, they've drafted... I don't know if they're in flux. I just... They're a very tight organization. Andy Reid loves a tight ship. It's just... I, I feel a little bit worried when the quarterback, who is your supposed leader, like, you seem to have put it out there that you don't have a lot of faith in him by going out and drafting Mahomes as high as you do. Um... I don't know. Like, imagine if you were at your job right now, and they hired a younger guy than you to come in there and do the exact same job that you did. Like, wouldn't you? Would you think that would affect your productivity? Like, just a little bit. You might be a little bit. No, not really. Because no, not really. Because I just poison the dude's coffee and then just get on with my day. I mean, but either way, I'm not saying that like you'd be so distracted by it. I'm saying like maybe. You're so worried about it that you start trying to overextend and you start doing things that are not really comfortable for you. And then, like, you're throwing four interceptions in one game. And the only reason Alex Smith is a starting quarterback in the NFL is that he does not throw interceptions. Um, So, I don't know. I mean, I think the Chiefs will still be pretty good. But that... That quarterback situation just worries me a little bit. The the running back situation worries me a little bit too because Spencer wears out for the year. Uh, they'll figure it out. I mean, it, you know, when Jamal Charles went down a couple of years ago, we were like, oh, they're done, but they found a way to make it happen. Like, Henry finds ways to, to get things out of the guys that he has. That's why he's a great target. Um, the Denver Broncos. Uh, any chance they get to nine? They get to nine. This conference sucks. <laughs> but, um, but they're gonna. It's gonna be ugly. They're gonna be winning a lot of nine six games because I don't know if Simeon. I mean, if Lynch couldn't beat out Simeon, that's not great. That's that's um, a problem. But they still got that great defense. They've still got good receivers, you know. They could make some. They could make. They could make some noise. Something could happen, you know. You never know. Uh, speaking of noise, uh, has all the noise subsided from all the moving trucks leaving the San Diego area? Um, I think so. And um, I'm. I want. I'm going to play a fun game this season. I'm going to track every time when I'm watching a Chargers game 
Every time they call them the San Diego Chargers. And I'm going to keep a running count because I'm sure it's going to be a huge number. But um, the Chargers, again, if they manage somehow to stay healthy, which good luck with that because that has not happened. <laughs> that is not the Chargers' MO. In my lifetime. Um, they could be pretty good also. Like this AFC West could be a really good division. There's just a lot of question marks all over the place. The only place where there are no question marks, or the, the place with the fewest question marks around is the Oakland Raiders. If the LA Chargers win 10 games and get to the playoffs, how pissed off is the city going to be? How pissed off is the city of San Diego going to be? That's not the question we need to be asking. Okay. The question we need to be asking is if the Law Chargers get into the playoffs and if the Law Chargers actually win the division and have a home playoff game, will there be anyone that goes to that game? I don't think so. I, I mean, I think there will be because nobody's going to any L.A. Rams playoff games anytime soon. Yeah, you might be right about that. So I feel like if the Chargers make the playoffs, I feel like this. I feel like the the city is going to rally around the Chargers for some unknown, ungodly reason. I don't know if they're going to rally around the Chargers, but if they're good, it'll definitely. Okay, so these are our these are our division picks right now. So you have in the NFC you have Washington, Green Bay, Carolina, Arizona. Who are your wild cards? I'm going with uh, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. You do realize that you left a team out. What team did I leave out? You have Seattle not making the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I have the Giants, the Packers, the Panthers, and the Seahawks. My wild cards are going to be New Orleans and Dallas. Yeah, you left the team out. <laughs> Arizona. Yep. Because they're always they're one injury away. They're always one injury away, and I don't know if I want to play that way. Um, AFC, we have for you. We've got New England, Houston, Pittsburgh. Who's your wild? Who's your wild card? And Oakland in the West. Yeah, wild cards are Cincinnati. You and the damn Bengals, man. And Tennessee. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All that time you were you were taking a large dump on my wanting to take Tennessee for the division and you take them for wild card, you jerk. You're only going to need eight wins to get in in the AFC. Then you get to eight. Alright. So, I have I have New England. I'm sticking with Tennessee to win the South. I'm sorry. Um, Pittsburgh and Oakland and then my wild cards give me Baltimore. Uh, dang it! Am I really gonna take Buffalo as a wild card? No, I'm not. Kansas City. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Buffalo. I just can't do it this year. I'm sorry. Okay. 
your respective title game participants? Like AFC title or like Super Bowl? Both title game participants. Alright, so in the... Both sets of title game participants. So in the NFC, give me Carolina Green Bay. Okay. And then in the AFC, give me... Pittsburgh, Oakland. Well, a good old-fashioned AFL showdown. A good old-fashioned 1970-style AFC playoff for the Super Bowl. Okay. In the NFC, give me Green Bay Packers. It also gives me the Carolina Panthers. I feel like I feel like we're going to be calling Vincenzo after this again. My Super Bowl winner is Pittsburgh over Green Bay. I see. You like the rematch of uh, of that Super Bowl. Wait. No, the Packers have not played the Steelers in the Super Bowl. How has that never happened? I don't know. Well, anyway, I like the rematch of Super Bowl two. Oakland Green Bay. Yeah. I could get behind that. Yeah, I want Oakland and Green Bay in the Super Bowl. I want 100 points on the board by halftime. And who wins? The Green Bay Packers. So you're putting all of your money in Mike McCarthy, who you just spent 15 minutes dragging through the mud. <laughs> Week one kicks off. Uh, you're ready to go. You got your plans. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but uh, has has the house been configured? Uh, yeah, I got. I just have to figure out where I'm gonna put my rabbit ears. Oh right, because you're doing it old school. Taking it old school, baby. It's the only way to do it. Well, I I guess that I guess that's everything then. That's it. Um. Always nice having you on, Teebs. And, uh, yeah, go NFL, I guess. Yeah, we will, uh, be, we will be picking against the spread again this year. We it, are not going to chicken out and, and, and just give up on it like you did last year. When we got in a hole really fast. I promise we'll keep up with it. Well, well, listen. The reason why you had to the reason why you had to stop for a little bit is because I was really worried about getting calls from Vincenzo asking me where the hell you are. Yeah, and I'm sorry about that, but we squared it away. We squared it away. I put a ton of cash on the Patriots, and uh, and it worked out real. I put a ton on the Patriots at halftime, and uh, needless to say. I made quite a bit of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all smiles then. All smiles. Alright, Eves. Alright. Much positive thoughts this NFL season. Alright, let's go. Let's, let's go do sick. let's do this. Uh-huh.